Hey T-Time gang, we're just three episodes away from finishing up season one, which is very exciting, but also a little heartbreaking. This is season one, episode seven, and I hope you guys like it. This was my favorite podcast so far. We were able to just do a roundtable talk and just be moms and share some life experiences. So I hope you guys like this episode. Good morning, everyone, because I'm recording in the morning time. This is season one, episode seven of Tea Time with Tish. And this week I have my internet friend, Emily Orn from Bad Clients Podcast. Emily, say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to give you. <laughs> you guys, you guys are gonna love Emily. Um, I actually met her in a podcast guest connection group mm-hmm. on Facebook, and um, she asked, "Did anybody have any stories about bad clients?" <laughs> and from doing hair for eight years and waiting tables for four years, I have three chapter books already written up on this topic. Oh yeah, and I was. Ready to share I feel like I was like one of the first like three or four people to comment on that post and I was like I do hair and I've waited tables I got nothing but content for you 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 were and your podcast episode was awesome oh thank you (laughs) I can't wait till it drops um I did a trailer for you in last week's episode, um, I heard that with my friend Gendel, yeah. who um, is an artist. Um, so, you guys, if you haven't listened to last week's episode to hear about Emily's um, podcast, that is her first episode dropped this Friday. Yay! Yay! Yes. And thank <laughs> you, thank you for that for that little mention in your um, episode last Friday. I heard that because I listened to it and it was really good and I appreciate that. Of course. Thanks for letting me um, tell you about my client who has issues. Oh yeah. that I appreciate it. I was telling my husband about that because he went to cosmetology school and he just kind of rolled his eyes and shook his head and said, this is, this is why I don't do that. <laughs> this is exactly why I don't like those type of people. How about it? Yep. Okay, so Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us three things that you like to knit. So my name is Emily Wise and I grew up in California and moved to Iowa. And a lot of people ask me, why the hell did you move to Iowa from California? But whatever, I like snow. So I have a bad clients podcast that, like you said, drops on Friday. We get to hear people tell me about their bad client stories. And it's really fun. Um, I have two children, ages seven and 15, three dogs and a cat and an awesome husband. Um, And three things that I like to knit. My husband's bald, so I knit him hats a lot. And I like doing Oh, I love hats. And then we got to make them all soft. That way they don't scratch his poor head skin. Um, Oh. Yeah. And then I really like making fingerless gloves. My daughter likes to wear them around. And I don't know if she like thinks she's Michael Jackson, but she'll wear just one at a time. And it's kind of cute. <laughs> but, 
Oh my God. And it's good because she usually loses at least half the pair. So I'm glad she only likes to wear one. Usually that's all we can find. Um, and then socks. I started knitting socks and they're actually a lot of fun. Hello? Uh-oh, what happened? Hello? And we are. Now we're back. Okay, there we go. So, what okay. happened? Guys, I'm at it again. I'm at it again. Let me real quick sidebar because this episode we're just doing like a roundtable talk, like girl yeah. talk. So, um, recently at my job, um, we've had a lot of people quit <laughs> because of um, poor um, management mm-hmm. um, stuff. I'm not gonna get into yeah, it. Probably yeah, probably But we had <laughs> right. So we had. Um, a friend of mine who was the salon manager mm-hmm. um, walk out on Saturday because the owner pissed her off. Oh. She literally was like, Tish, I'm not coming back. Okay. So she she walked out and that was Saturday at one o'clock, like one, between one and three. So I am um, the lead educator and my my title is chief style boss. So with that being said, I'm pretty sure you know what entails as the chief style mm-hmm. boss. I'm there to style. Yeah. So, all right. So here we are. We have probably like we have a bridal updo on our book, a bridal trial on our book. Mm-hmm. And um, what else do we have? We have a bridal trial. We have regular clients who are coming in. And then we have regular like blowouts. Mm-hmm. It's me and another one. It's two people left in the salon at three o'clock in the afternoon. And we literally have my friend who left. She had three appointments on her book. I had three appointments on my book. And the other girl that I work with has three appointments on her book as well. That's a lot. I've been doing it. So we have nine clients between three and I think our last appointment was at 5.15. So I'm in the back. I'm trying to eat lunch. I know you know, my friend is not coming back because she's my friend. She's already told yeah. me. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go scarf down my food really quick. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, I got to eat this really quickly before shit hits the vans and the owner finds out that she's not coming mm-hmm. back. So she finally figures out she's not coming back because she leaves a long paragraph in the uh, manager group message between her, me, and my boss. Well, the point she made was very logic. Not everybody needs a salon key, but you're asking for someone to rob you. Uh, not everyone, you know, needs to sit at the front and work the front desk because that's how money goes missing out the drawer. And at the end of the night, when we're $80, $90 short and it's on me, I'm going to get pissed off. I'm going to start flipping shit over and fucking shit up. And everybody gets all scared when I do that. So I'm just trying yeah. to avoid that. All Don't together. scare your coworkers. You know <laughs> That's just bad. No, I'm just not, and I you keep one person in the drawer at all times and they have to sign in and balance before and after. I mean, that's love. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I've been doing hair for eight yeah. years. I've had a key to almost every salon I worked at, but, but one or two maybe. Yeah. And I've opened and closed. I've been opening and closing salons from the time I was 19 up until now. 
I, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I'm just like, okay. So now I'm doing literally back-to-back appointments. My owner is bougie as fuck. So homegirl is not learning how to shampoo any clients. She told us straight up she's not learning how to shampoo clients. That's her prerogative. All right, cool. No big okay. deal. But now we're weeded. We're weeded oh, now no. in hair world. So we're fucking weeded. So I get us through Saturday because I'm the stylist that always saves the day. It takes me 30 minutes for an updo, 30 minutes for a blowout. And I even somehow put lashes on two clients. Damn. Okay? In the midst, in the midst of all this, knocked the bridal trial out the park. She loved me. I mean, it was magnificent. Mm-hmm. So here we are, Monday morning. I'm on my way to work. Another stylist texts and says that she's not coming back. So wow. now we're down to me. Two other stylists and one receptionist. Oh, right? no. Receptionist can't work weekends because she waits tables on mm-hmm. So she doesn't work Friday, Saturday. I am going on vacation this Saturday. And that schedule came out last week. So literally, my boss has two employees on the book for Saturday. Neither one of them knows how to do updos. If some type of problem arises, they're mm-hmm. Any type of problem. The drawer not working, a client being disgruntled, someone who wants their hair styled one way, but they don't do it right. They don't know how to piggyback off each other. and mm-hmm. It's just like a shit show. So as I'm recording, which is why it went silent, my boss sends me a fucking love letter via text oh. message and is like, <laughs> hey, Tish, you work. Um, Friday, 9 to 1. Rachel scheduled 1 to 7. Is there any way you can show her how to do a messy bun? Because I have a client who wants to come in and get a messy bun on Friday night. And I was just like, like, I'm replying back, like, yes, I can. And you're like, hello? Hello? And I'm like, I literally just told her I do not close out the window because of that problem right yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? And and here I am closing off the damn window <laughs> for work purposes. It's my day off. Yeah, don't do that it's, on your day off. Don't do that. These are the boundaries we're talking about in my podcast. Is that right? This is literally don't it. let your your people you work with abuse you and they need to respect your day off because sooner or later. Every fucking day off you have, you're going to be bombarded by text messages and fucking phone calls. Exactly. And I did it. And it's I was working 70 hours a week. So just don't. Don't do that. Don't let them start. Girl, <laughs> I know. I absolutely know. And it's like, but my boss, she, okay. You know those rich people? Remember I told you, like, I know how to run a salon. I just need a rich person to give me a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you either win the lottery or find a sugar daddy or something. I don't know. First of all, the sugar daddy, the sugar daddy thing is very complicated, and it's gross. They're usually old. So some of the older ones, they just want somebody to hang out with them, which I can do. (laughs) I can definitely do that. But when they start asking for sugar, I'm over it. I'm over it. No. No, just don't. Just don't. Don't do the sugar daddy thing. Plus, it's kind of demeaning. <laughs> um, It is definitely kind of demeaning. But let me tell you that not this summer that just passed, but the summer prior to that, um, 
my damn electricity was off for months being a single mm-hmm. mother I just I, you know how it is you know you know I know you have your husband no you I was know, just my bills son, though, with my teenager when he was younger you you did tell me that so you know how, know it, how is. it is bills add up yep. we gotta do this we still gotta buy clothes we still gotta get um you know food mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it just it was really and it wasn't even <laughs> my fault that my lights got cut mm-hmm. off so BG and E came and read my meter when I first moved into my mm-hmm. apartment. They read my meter because they tried to say the meter wasn't reading right. Well, I didn't know anything about that. At the mm-hmm. time. I was receiving BG and E bills for forty fucking dollars as a single mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you see a forty dollar BG E bill, I don't give a damn how this bill got mm-hmm. here. I'm gonna give them their two twenties and that's yeah. it. Like, I could let my bill go maybe, like, three or four months without paying it, and then a turn-off notice would be, like, 120 mm-hmm. which is nothing. Yeah. So they read it, bill's still the same. They read it again, bill's still the same. One day, I received a bill for 1300 fucking What? Right. So I texted my landlord. I'm like, I think BG&E sent me a bill for the whole building. Okay? This is how confused I was, because I lived in the G- Yeah. Um, and in Baltimore, we have um these like houses that people turn into a duplex. So I lived in the basement mm-hmm. and I had my own door, but they turned it into a house. And then the upstairs, everyone goes through the front door, but when you get through the front door, there's a door at the bottom of the steps, and then when you climb the mm-hmm. steps, there's a door at the top. So it's I was the basement apartment, and the people upstairs were apartment one, apartment. Yeah, two. we have those in you know in so, like some of the old, really, really big houses. Um, they'll yeah. do that and then turn them into like four or five studio apartments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what yeah. it was. So I'm like, holy shit, I have the whole building yeah. bill. She goes, oh, let me call. He calls. He's like, no, that's your oh. bill. So now when I call, I'm like, hey, like my bill was $80 less or no, it was like maybe like $75. And then the bill that I got <laughs> I thought that was going to be like one something and that was going to be the $120 turnoff mm-hmm. service and that was just going to be that. e realized that they weren't reading my meter mm-hmm. right after me living there for a year and a half and backdated me from the day I moved in up until then. Did they, why didn't they talk to you about doing some sort of payment plan or something? By the time I got my letter in the mail, it was too late for all of that. <sighs> It, it had passed that. And and my mailman, so sometimes the mail would come, sometimes the mail, like sometimes I would have to stop my mailman, like, hi, don't forget, I still live down here. Oh. You know, yeah. drop my mail off. And sometimes, like, if it wasn't our regular mailman, it would be like another mail person who's just putting the shit up on the front porch yeah. and not realizing that my apartment is literally downstairs. Now, I talked post office about this kind of thing because the mailman was walking across the lawn in the same spot every day and wearing a path through it and it was looking bad right not that I'm obsessive about my lawn but it looked like crap and my flower beds already need help I don't I don't need help from the mailman making my lawn look like shit I could do that on my own so your kids can help yeah right (laughs) (laughs) he'll mow it for me so he actually makes it look good so that's nice yeah, he's a he's a good kid. But he um so I'm asking him, I'm like, can they like 
not walk across my lawn? I mean, is there a really nice way I can ask them? And she goes, no, they're allowed to because um, they set up their route to have a certain number of steps or mileage or whatever. And it's true. If he had walked all the way up to the house to drop the mail in the mail slot and then walked all the way back down the, um, what's it called? The walkway down to the sidewalk. It -hmm. wouldn't have added a ton of steps. It's maybe 10 feet. But if he did that for 10 people a day, that would be a hundred extra feet. So like how long their fucking routes are supposed to be. So if he's supposed to drop it downstairs, he knows even if they're uh, a fill-in because they have no stuff. Right. So they should know. So there's really no excuse for that. Right. And, and that, that's what I'm, I'm, you know, try, trying to, was trying to get them to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. understand or whatever. Yeah, it's like, I could have missed so, the first notice you sent me, like, because I don't get my mail. I'm a single mom. Do you yeah. have a payment plan, please? I was begging them, and, like, they were getting smart with me on the phone, and finally I was just like, I am going to get a sugar daddy. Yeah. So that is, that is where the sugar daddy website came from, and it's actually harder than you think it it don't sound like it it's kind of like you would think it's like tinder where you just meet somebody hook up da, 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 yeah. da. no these are like business professional men so they want you to get a hotel room because some of them are still married some of them are married yeah so they don't yeah they're doing that so they don't want to like bring you home so they might get you a hotel room they want you to do a couple things before they start the allowance. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't got time for that. I need you to send the allowance and then... And then we'll see. <laughs> I'll see how I feel in the morning after I'm done paying my bills. You know what I'm saying? Well, something, something. Well, then, you know, most of them have daughters your age. So, Literally. And like, my, my dad was dating my friend a woman my that. age. My dad was dating somebody. She was two years older than me. And... um man, I was not polite about it. Like I didn't, and she was using him as a sugar daddy. Um, I mean, he wasn't married or anything, you know, he hasn't been married for a long time, but it, uh, yeah. And we were picking on him for a long time and he finally, finally broke up with her, but man. Oh yeah. She probably had like six of a sugar daddies too. Yeah. Like girls literally don't work. No. And I just don't. Like I wish she managed to stay in community I mean, college for like ten years. That's amazing. No, she did. Yeah, because in California you get more welfare if you're a student. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's it's all about gaming the welfare system. Um, Don't worry, Baltimore's the same way. Oh, it's a, yeah, it seems like all the big places um, are like that because. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you bring that up because me and my therapist last week, I'm not in the politics. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not in mm-hmm. politics. I don't vote. I'm not registered to vote um, because my my views on how they're running all this stuff is crazy. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with taxes. It has something to do with, I guess, I think my, my therapist said it's the mayor that I want to talk to, not the president. And he's like, you should go to town hall meetings and blah, 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 blah. Just sit in the third. And I'm like, okay. Say I go to a town hall meeting and I say, you know, to the mayor, 
hey, like, have you went to social services lately? And I know that no mayor has ever been to social services, probably a day in their life unless it was closed or right before it opened. I'm going to tell you that. So it's like, you guys are out in the neighborhood doing this, doing that. But it's like, I think, and this is just my opinion, before I had my son, um, I didn't have health insurance because my health insurance dropped when I was eight. Mm -hmm. So I went to the health department and I was just like, hey, I'm in beauty school. I'm also in community college. I also work. And I really just need um, health insurance because I suffer from migraines a lot. Um, They come and they go. It's literally chronic migraines. I've been having migraines since the time I was like 11, maybe. Uh, My husband used to get those a lot. I can't wait till they stop. I'm so excited. It's it's hormone. For me, I think it's hormone and stress imbalance. So the week before I get uh, my cycle, I'll have a migraine for three days. Yeah, the menstrual migraines. Uh, it, um, it's a thing. I'll get headaches, but I don't think they're, they're bad, but I don't think they're migraines. You would know a migraine from a headache, I promise you. Because a migraine feels like death, a headache, you can literally pop Tylenol. I haven't had a regular headache in a really long time. I can't remember the last time I had a a regular headache. Um, So here I am. I'm on three pills a day. Oh, God. Or one pill three times a day. Morning before breakfast, after lunch, and um, before dinner. I'm also on birth control, so I don't get pregnant. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Do you know the... Right. Do you know the lady literally looked me in my face and said... If you're not a minority or you're not pregnant, we cannot give you health insurance. What? I said, excuse But I said, excuse me, what? But aren't you a minority? Right. Aren't you considered a minority? Um, no, I'm sorry. Not a minority. A immigrant. Oh, an immigrant. Okay. Like, you have to be an illegal immigrant. Yes, I am a minority. But she told me I had to be an illegal immigrant or already pregnant to get because heaven forbid you I as said, a citizen of the country that you pay taxes to that's going toward this mm-hmm. health insurance okay so I was like ma'am I can barely even be seen at Planned Parenthood because I, at the time I was making too much or something like yes that, to go to the Planned Parenthood because I, I mean I was an adult I was 19 yeah so I don't have any kids so I'm maxing my work hours I'm doing whatever I can and going to beauty school at the same time so I can, you know, make a way. Yeah, because you were the right way and working your ass off and trying not to take out loans and, you know, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was on, exactly in California, they called it Medi-Cal instead of Medicaid, like everywhere else. Um, okay. I literally, as a single mom, like I got, the insurance was fine um, because my job didn't pay anything. But um, so I got the insurance, but I literally made $18 a month too much to qualify for food stamps <laughs> people are so sad no, I've had a job 18 I've had a job since I was 13 years old I was in mm-hmm. the army I was married to a guy in the army I was going I was going to school and I was working full-time and I made 18 dollars a month too much <laughs> for fucking food stamps <laughs> they will literally get never paid you taxes at all ever and just stuck it in a savings account i'd be better off right now (laughs) actually if you guys just didn't touch my taxes i wouldn't fucking be right how about it anybody realize that (laughs) like what and it's my issue 
with anywhere. This is anywhere. I'm tired of seeing girls walk in social services with a damn baby in a stroller and a baby in their stomach. I'm tired of that shit. I know people, I know a person in particular um, who has, I think she has six or seven mm-hmm. kids. And I swear to God, she gets over $1,000 in food stamps a month. Yep. Okay. My neighbor does not work. One of my friends had, she got WIC. And they literally had more food every month than they could eat. So I would go shop in her cupboard so it didn't get wasted. Don't you love friends like that? Like, I love those type of friends. I was on WIC as well, but um, it wasn't as grand as that because here they give you like a $10 fruit and vegetable um, $10 fruit and vegetable voucher you get cereal you get your milk you get your cheese you get your eggs and then the baby gets you know the formula and the little Gerber thing so it wasn't that much it was probably like a hundred dollars see she was nursing was and she had she ended up having three kids total um yeah and so well, she was married you know her and her husband wanted a lot of kids but it really and yeah. it was 15 years ago but um the thing that really sucked that actually got me pissed at her was when her husband cheated on her and left her she refused to go to work refused to go to work to support her family what? and said that he needed to keep supporting them and stayed on welfare even when she got with a rich boyfriend um all their stuff separate so she could still get the insurance and the food stamps yeah I definitely know people like that and it's like I can't stand that because shit I want low income housing I want a goddamn three bedroom house for $50 a month I work hard enough I, I deserve that I deserve that and it's like the more they told me I make too much for low income housing. Yep. How the fuck do I make too much for low income housing? And I'm living on my mom's fucking couch right now until I move out. How the fuck do I make enough? If I made more than enough for low income housing, don't you think that I would just be in a regular fucking house? Well, then here's the real kicker too, is that um, we wouldn't need low income housing if they didn't raise rent rates because the government took money from us in our taxes and then gave it back to the housing people for the low income housing. Cause that's what pays for it is us. So they right. jack up the rates because it's that free government money. That is bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's, it just frustrates me because it's like, if I could just get um, a little extra help somewhere, mm-hmm. I think I would be okay. Just a little bit. I'm not asking. I mean, I'm definitely asking for the three-bedroom house for $50 a month for the washer and dryer <laughs> because I know it's possible. Yeah. I'm definitely asking for something very certain, but it's like, you know, and I always say this to my therapist or my PRP coordinator. Imagine if I had an apartment for $50 a month. Mm-hmm. I would never fucking be... I, 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 there would be no excuses. No. There would literally be no... And they're not excuses. This is the the shit that I, I'm dealing with is real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I would be able to budget better. I wouldn't overlook something. If something's overlooked, mm-hmm. um, it would be okay because I would have it. Um, what else? There just just so much. There there's a 
thing here called Vehicles for Change, mm-hmm. where you can get a free fucking car. What? And I just can't. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of free shit. It, it literally is a lot of free shit here. Mm-hmm. And someone else I know, and I won't mention any names because I don't know who's um, listening. My, my parents don't really, well, my mom doesn't really listen and my sister doesn't listen, but just my luck they're listening to this episode. There is um, someone who literally pays $150 for rent. And I swear to God, I bring this girl up every fucking episode because I just don't understand how she's so fucking stupid. $150 a month for rent. Gets food stamps. Collects child support. Has a car. No car payment. Only has no car payment, no car insurance. Only has to put gas in it. And that girl still fucking sucks. There's no way you should be getting that much government assistance and you still can barely pay. And she works. You can still barely pay your rent and you can still barely get your kids together and they barely have more nice clothes. What the fuck? I just can't. What's she driving? What kind of phone does she have? And are her nails done? Her nails are not done, but she has weed, drugs, alcohol. There you go. Um, I mean, even so, I know we share that same interest, <laughs> but one thing's for sure, too, is for certain. My son will have shoes before I buy weed. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? It, it's, there is nothing. There is nothing. And as a female, mm-hmm. I can openly say this. You know how many guys you can hang out with that smoke weed who let you smoke their weed with uh-huh. you? or just exactly. friends that you have because you know they know that if they have you this time you'll get them next time it's it's not that big of a deal but that's not her demeanor so she might not have them next time because she just she just a broke bitch <laughs> like there's no other way to put it like girlfriend is partying this that her kid gets in trouble in school how old is her kid not just like one's nine one's six maybe like a year younger than me and the other one might be like they're all in school so it might be nine seven five geez so she's got that sounds three right. kids and she's had kids for uh-huh. at least nine years and she still hasn't uh-huh. figured out that you need to keep your ass home and be a mom uh-uh. mm. i mean about every once in a while you have to for your sanity like it's important of course. But you can't go out every single night. Like you have to actually hang out with your kids. As much as we don't want to, sometimes I will agree. Yeah. I definitely will. I will agree. Like I'll go do something with my kid just because. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying she doesn't do that because I don't know her life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you suck. <laughs> you you definitely fucking suck. So. That is my problem with the government. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't vote. That's why I'm not registered to vote. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're a double minority. You're a woman and you're black. You're a black woman. And it's like... Really? I haven't figured that one, out yet in the last two <laughs> I have not figured that out yet. <laughs> but my one vote is not going to change mankind. <laughs> and they swear it is. It, all the politicians are pretty much the same. And... Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians are crazy. They're just, they're all the same. And anybody who is trying to make a career out of politics 
and has all this money from politics is not going to do what's in a broke ass single mom's best interest ever. They're going to do what's in their best interest. And I just don't see the point of voting anymore. I've I've never done it. I haven't voted for something since high school, Mm -hmm. student council elections. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I am not. I have. I don't know. I just feel like it's a waste. Yeah, and that's kind of how I like. I went and voted, and I just kind of felt like, okay. I mean, I know the whole reality right. of if you get enough people together, then blah blah blah, right? But when everybody running for what you're voting for, I mean, you literally have the the choice between shit, shit, or other shit. Mm-hmm. None of it is. Mm-hmm. Um- my motto is I'm still going to be black, poor, and living in America. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing's going to change. They're, they're shooting us. They're killing us. They're somehow calling us racist. Oh, yeah. It, it, like, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. That's so that's- stupid. So if you're, if people haven't figured it out by, by now, I'm white. So that, the honeypot story, right? And I watched the commercial and it's like, as a woman, it would have felt a little better if she had said for all, for all women, not just for black women, when she was talking about a business opportunity for the next, the next black little girl, I think is what she said. Right. Um, yeah, she said, I just want to give, um, you know, basically little black girls hope and show them that they can be a business owner and their stuff could be in Target, et cetera. Exactly. Just, you know, something to look up to, yeah. motivation. We had a black president, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, But, and so, I mean, like for um, me, it would have been like, oh, hey, it would have been cool if she had said all little girls, but then the dudes would have gotten mad. And it doesn't matter that it's a feminine care line. The guys would have gotten mad because they weren't mentioned then. So you really can't make everybody happy. And I think her method, her message was positive and it wasn't exclusive of anybody either. It, it was not racist. It definitely wasn't. So, but still there, there are things that white women have that we don't. Yeah. And, and it can, and it's only geared towards white women, certain makeup lines. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times have people made an excuse by saying, the N word and oh we're gonna retract and we're gonna say sorry. Right. It's like I just feel like as a black woman, <laughs> now that you know we we know how to do different streams of income, we know how to get our businesses started. We have product lines that, you know, really geared towards towards us now. I just feel like black people are are doing so much more and it is so much black excellence going on right mm-hmm. now and and I I don't feel like someone anyone the lady could have been Indian the lady could have been anything you know what I'm saying it doesn't matter what color her skin was the person who made the comment but right now we're we're watching black men be killed mm-hmm. in front of our children mm-hmm. where we're when I walk past a black person pulled over in Baltimore I ask them, are they okay mm-hmm. before I go away? All this hate towards black people. That, what is it? The the hair band? Didn't some little boy almost have to cut his dreadlocks off to get his goddamn high school diploma? Are you serious? I don't know about that like, one. I knew about the wrestling one, but that was from so, the regulations that they were having to enforce. 
but I, I don't know what the graduation was. There was one, um, maybe it wasn't graduation. I think it was, though. So have you heard of, like, the short film Hair Love? Uh-uh. Um, so there's a short film you've got. I'm going to send you the link because it's mm-hmm. great. So the film is um, a black dad. He's now a single dad. Mm-hmm. I guess his wife died. And he's trying to figure out how to do his daughter's hair. Mm-hmm. Little girl pulls up a, a lap, uh, iPod in front of him, iPad, whatever it is, in front of mm-hmm. him. And shows him YouTube videos of how to do, you know, the style she wants. Yeah. And he pretty much sits there and figures it out with his daughter, just black excellence. Oh, that's cool. The creators of of that mini movie heard that the little boy who was about to cut his dreads off, who said no, mm-hmm. they invited him to the Oscars with them. And he sat with them. Oh, cool. Just, it was just so much black excellence. But it's like, I just feel like, people white people you know whoever whoever it is they always they're still trying to control us a little bit they want to have say so over our hair you know they want to have say so over what we're wearing you know they want to you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. oh we we can't we can't uplift each other which is how i feel we can't uplift each other and you know, it's it's a lot of culture appropriation going on in the nowadays, like boxer braids. What the fuck are boxer braids? Those are called corn rolls. How are y'all gonna take something from my ancestors that we made up because you deemed our hair nappy or etc. and take it and revamp it and make it something? They else. call them boxer they braids. Call them boxer braids. The two, you know how the Kardashians wear them two corn rolls straight back. Okay, I don't follow the Kardashians because I think they're fucking obnoxious. But um, let me tell you, do you know how many girls sit in my fucking chair and pull up one of those? Oh my god! (laughs) So I remember making fun of like Jared Leto and stuff back in the '90s and 2000s for having cornrows, and any basically any white person who's ever done them. Remember when Justin Timberlake had cornrows? No, did he really? Oh my god! I have so much stuff to spam yet and box it. I guess it's ten years older than you. <laughs> your show. Well, yeah. I feel like in my mind you're like around my brother's age because your son is fifteen. Yeah, I'll be thirty. I'll be thirty-eight in July. I'm thirty-seven. Oh my god, my brother's older than you. My brother is forty years old with a sixteen-year-old. Oh wow! Like you're, yeah. And my sister is thirty-five. She'll be thirty-six in August. Mm-hmm. So you're you're old enough to be a sibling. Awesome. I'm the youngest. I'm still in my twenties. So it's my I don't remember. So I always feel young at home. So it's kind of interesting talking to somebody well, feeling old. Well, good for you. I'm so happy for you. But it's like <laughs> Justin Timberlake. I'm pictures had those fucking They're awful. Um, <laughs> okay, on like spring break and like TRL back in the day. Yeah. I used to think I used to think Justin Timberlake because I have a I have a diverse family myself. All my uncles married white women, uh-huh. and it's funny because all of my cousins from my generation, the only all black children are my son, my sister's son, and two more of my little cousins. But even all of my cousins, like my my brother, has children by white women. My cousin, his wife is white. My cousin, who is half black, half white. 
his wife is white and my little cousins literally look Asian. They are the cutest fucking babies. <laughs> I always make fun of them. I'm like, look at these little Asian babies. But it's like, I come from a very diverse yeah. family. So the first time I seen Justin Timberlake in corn rolls, I was like, is he mixed? I thought he was half white, half black. <laughs> I didn't know. What? I just thought. I just thought he was real light-skinned like the rest of my family. I just, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. My sister is very pale. Like, if you see my, not pale, but I thought my grandmother was white till the time I was seven. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how fair, fair we are. Okay. Me, I'm like, I have the Native American skin tone. Mm-hmm. So I have the brown, and you know, my face is light, but when it's cold or it's hot outside, I turn mm-hmm. red. My undertones are red. But everybody else is kind of like, you know, fair skin. My mom's got more of like the Native American Mm -hmm. um, side. My grandfather is Blackfoot Indian and my grandmother was just Black. Mm -hmm. But somewhere along the line, somebody obviously had to be um, white, of course, (laughs) in order for us to get, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. So here I am back in, what, 2001, back in Justin Thompson Lake is black and this is like post britain <laughs> post britain this is all the disney stuff and everything oh my gosh i don't remember him on mickey mouse club i wasn't old enough for that i wasn't watching it but i knew he was on it um but yeah yeah in 2001 when he did those cornrow things i was in the army and so i'm not completely out of touch i was just in basic training <laughs> Oh, okay. You can watch TV. No. You, you didn't know. What no, was from January well, until March, I couldn't watch TV. And then, well, actually, a few weeks after that, too, um, when I got to my other station, I couldn't. So, yeah, it was a while. <laughs> so, now you can see um, Justin Timberlake was a black man once in his mind, and now he's not. So, although I do love me a good Justin Timberlake, Jessica Beale is a very lucky woman. Yeah. Because he's a beautiful man. Um, you know who else is very, very beautiful as well? Who? I think Mark Wahlberg is beautiful. In his little Mark Wahlberg like way, him? he is. Is it? Am I? Am I thinking of the right Mark? Yeah, I think Mark Zuckerberg made Mark in the Facebook. Facebook. Walt. Yep. I, I get the Mark Facebook. Stuff. That's Zuckerman. Is it Zuckerman, not Zuckerberg? Yeah, I know Zuckerberg, yeah. No, Hugh, you think he's a beautiful man? No, I wanted to make sure I had the right mark. I wanted to make sure I had... You get your eyes checked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what? I did just get my glasses a couple months ago, and I lost them already, Oh, no. (laughs) They're in the house. They're in the house. They have not left the house. (laughs) I think I need the glasses to find the glasses because I can only see far I can't see near so the glasses might actually be sitting right in front of my face I just can't <laughs> tell your son there's, okay. that there's a candy bar hidden right next to them and he'll oh god <laughs> and watch and when he d- figures out there's no candy bar he's gonna be like oh my god I know. oh my god your daughter is also seven as well yes. so what's it like being a girl now? oh my god it is so much harder because um, my son was first and he was so cuddly and he was so sweet and he slept on his schedule yeah. Bronwyn didn't sleep through the night for two years she's sassy mm-hmm. as fuck she's, she's really smart and she's hilarious and so um, 
it's one of those things where like, you know, that with her strong personality, she's going to go so far in life. But right now it's such a pain in the butt sometimes. I'm recording. When are, is that her? Yeah, that was her. She goes, are you recording? You heard me talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Nate came to the door and was like, can I have a snack? What time are we going to 7-Eleven? And I'm like, here when I'm out the door, I'm like, get I'm doing that now. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we live the same life and I'm okay with it. It's fun. I, I really like it. We were, we were having issues with the public school. And so I pulled her out and homeschooled her. And um, we've been doing that oh this school year. And it's, it's been a lot. How does that work? Like, do you turn in work to someone? It and... varies by state. Um, and there's okay. a resource called the, the HSLDA. I will find what that stands for. Stands they're homeschooling advocates. It's the homeschool okay homeschool legal defense association. So HSLDA, okay. and you can go on and find your state requirements. Iowa, nothing, nothing at all. I don't have to. Oh, wow. Maybe in high school it'll be different, but from now through eighth grade. I don't have to turn in anything. She doesn't have to take standardized testing. None of that. So I literally do what we want. Um, And I found a a fully online curriculum um, called Easy Peasy. Oh, yeah. And it's free um, and it is Christian based. So, you know, they do teach Bible and stuff like that if you want to go through it. But the cool thing about homeschooling is you get to pick what you want to teach. So if there's like a coloring activity that she really doesn't want to do, I don't make her do it. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so great. I just don't, I literally don't have the patience. I tell my friends this every time. If a man somehow finds out how to get me pregnant again, because I still don't find, I do not know how I got pregnant the first time. (laughs) I was shocked. I was literally shocked when I found out I was pregnant. Like I was floating down, as my friend Kayla says, denial river. <laughs> I was floating on that bitch. So if someone miraculously figures out how to get me pregnant mm-hmm. again, um, before I figure out how to get my tubes tied without the hospital telling me hell to the no, mm-hmm. I need, like, I need a nanny. Like I'm dating someone now, and it's, I don't know, we're. I don't want to get too into it, but <laughs> I literally tell him all the time because his family is also um, very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I say very wealthy, I mean like millions, not thousandaires, they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, well, his parents worked for, um, you know, remember back in the day when parents used to work for the factory mm-hmm. and they didn't have to go to school. Yeah. So um, his parents worked in, do you guys have a Procter and Gamble down there? Yeah, we do in Iowa City. Okay, so his parents worked for Procter and Gamble all their life and they retired there. Oh, wow. So you can only, yeah, you can only admit they got stocks, they got all that. Oh, yeah. So I literally like told him like either your mom is going to babysit or someone has to pay for a nanny. Yeah. And he just, he gave me this open look and I was like, bitch, like. I'm going to be a millionaire like Madam C.J. Walker with her hair care products, honey. Like, she showed me 
that a black woman as a hairstylist can become a millionaire. So now I need to do what auntie did and make my own way. Mm-hmm. So I can't have a newborn baby on my hip. I had my son when I was 20. I didn't have a newborn baby on my hip at 20. I thought I was mm-hmm. at almost 30 years old. How now? If I could almost order, if I could almost pay a wet nurse, I would. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. I was thirty when I had her, and um, it it. How old was your son? Twenty. I mean, twenty two when I had him. So he eight okay. when I had her. I had her right at thirty, and Joe had just turned forty. So actually, he's about to turn forty one. Um, I was exhausted for years. So yeah, and because remember when you were 22 when you was ripping it and you could get the car seat in and out the car real quick you got it planned you know how I packed the diaper bag in less than three minutes well I could still do that I was actually yeah. better at that stuff because I had had all the practice before and diaper changing mm. dude you couldn't beat me in a race no way um but she, okay yeah I know who to help me with the diaper <laughs> changing next go around but the second one all that's easy right you've got the nurse down like it's just not that big of a deal the problem was is I'm still fat seven years later I used to be she ruined me (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you and that's another thing that makes me nervous about having another child Mm -hmm. I was 224 when I delivered Mm -hmm. I the when the doctor told me I could get my fat ass in the gym my fat ass literally left my postpartum checkup Mm -hmm. Me and my two best friends drove to Brick Bodies. I don't know if you guys have any Brick Bodies down Mm-mm. there. Drove to Brick Bodies, which is like a huge gym. Um, and, and they're like fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we signed up for like new memberships, all three of us. And I, I was the only one who kept up my membership. And I went from when I started working out, I was 202 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I am now 151 pounds. See, that's awesome. Well, but see, I actually gained 30 pounds recently. So I went, I lost over 100 pounds. Wow. So I went from 224 to 122. And I plateaued at 122 from the time I was about 21 up until recently when I got into this comfortable relationship. Yeah, that's what happens. I I, so. I blame my husband for the other part of it. Because if our marriage wasn't happy, then I probably wouldn't be fat either. So literally like I was 122 when I started dating my friend in July Mm -hmm. and from July until now I'm 151 like and he's skin and bones I like him skinny so he's all skin and bones and he's like let's go to Waffle House let's go to IHOP let's go to the Nautilus Diner like I can't let's go to that I need a salad (laughs) I mean I do get a salad as an appetizer but (laughs) I mean, like, I'm doing surf and turf. I got crab cakes. I, I, I got I got everything. And, you know, Baltimore is known for our crab cakes and our Old Bay. Have you ever had Old Bay before? Yeah. So I oh. went to we, okay, I'm making a sure. Longhorn Steakhouse the other day, and they had something called a surf and surf. It was an appetizer with um, shrimp and crabs and mm. cheese. And then see, it was flavored with uh, Old Bay seasoning. And it was good. Mm. It was very good. I'm going to send you some. I'm going to send you some when I go to the grocery store. I'll ship it down there. Because you like literally my friend Alyssa, who lives in New York, they don't sell Old Bay in the part of New York she lives what, in. But they sell it at so the store to- here. No, they don't. They do. They sell it at Hy-Vee. 
I've seen oh my god! Our grocery stores, I gotta say. So, I was telling you earlier, Midwest is is not okay. Chicago has great food. Iowa, okay, no, everything is fucking fried in week long oil. Um, we we have a couple that are very good because you, that actually serve um, like local beef. Um, like there's this one restaurant in Iowa City that that the beef comes from a dairy like ten minutes away from it. It's ground at this meat place that I've shopped at that's 10 minutes away. The buns are made by somebody 20 minutes away. And that's good, Mm. but there's not a lot like that. So it's thankfully the grocery stores really make up for it because they have good stuff. Right. I just, I didn't know that they, they did old day in your grocery store because some stores in new york they don't do that's it. so dumb. my friend literally looks crazy at fucking the checkout lines and she's buying fucking six seven eight nine ten tubs of fucking old bay yeah. to drive back home with and i'm just looking at the cashier like she okay she all right it's like what they don't, they don't have it at the grocery store over there they definitely um do not have it over there that's at all so good it is really weird. Yeah, I've seen it, seen it in the uh, seasoning aisle. So, yeah, that's where ours yeah. is, right next to the pepper. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, right next to the pepper, like, absolutely. Like the garlic salt and stuff. But I don't like garlic. I, okay, so one time when I one time when I was waiting tables, I retch up on top of something to grab something, mm-hmm. and garlic came straight down in my face. The garlic shaker, like at the pizza Ew. shop, I worked at an Italian place. Yeah, that went straight down, slapped me in my nose. Garlic went in my nose, and guess who had a fucking migraine? Yes, just guess. I had to work four more fucking hours. Oh. Garlic everywhere. I tried to blow it out. It's in, like, it's just, it's got me all fucked up. I like looked at my boss like three hours later and was like, I can't close. I'll take the write up, but I gotta fucking go. Yeah, I, I gotta get out of here. Like, I, I smell like garlic. I look like garlic in my head. Feels like the size of you know the Airhead commercial uh-huh. when the Airheads are that's how big like when you're congested yeah. that's how big my head fucking felt and I was yeah, but over if it. you got hit in the nose with a garlic shaker they should have sent you over to urgent care on a workman's comp thing to make sure your nose wasn't broken hell no girl that's too much in Baltimore only time let me tell you something about that about working here. <laughs> the only time you get sent to Cassandra or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, you have to actually hurt yourself. But for an employee like me, mm-hmm. if I fall at work, first of all, I'm never going to fucking fall at work. Because as soon as you fall at work, they send you to Cassandra and guess what's the first thing they do? Mm-hmm. Piss you. Won't be me. Oh, right. <laughs> and, but the good thing about being a hairstylist, they cannot fire you for smoking weed. Really? They can't. They can't fire you for doing something in your downtime. Mm-hmm. They have to offer you counseling. But because I already go see a therapist who already knows I self-medicate, mm-hmm. I have paperwork. So if something ever happens, I have a paper trail. Is I, I have is weed legal there yet? You know, <clears throat> um is it decriminal? You can get a weed you can get a weed girl. Okay, what is it? What is it? What is the law here? Now they cannot they cannot pull you over because they smell weed. Mm-hmm. That is not probable cause. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're riding and smoking and they see it, mm-hmm. that's probable cause and now they can search the car. Mm-hmm. Now, for someone who's the street pharmacist, as I call him, mm-hmm. they will search the street pharmacist because, you know, they, they don't give a fuck about black men down here. Mm-hmm. So they will search the street pharmacist, mm-hmm. but um, I'm very free with it. I'll you know, take my kid to the park. I'm not on the playground, but say there's like some bushes mm-hmm. all the way over or there's like, um, so we live in a house, like a housing community, even though we live in an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. There's like a little alleyway that I'll stand in and I'll do it there. Um, I might go for an evening stroll and do it, but it's dark outside. So they probably don't know if I'm smoking a cigarette or what I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. So... You don't do it. No, it's. I, I don't do it when you don't do it in the house. So I live with my mom, oh, so yeah. no. But when I live by myself, fuck yeah, my friends know whose house to show up to on a Friday <laughs> <laughs> because I can't. I can't go out. I I I have my kid, and I also do hair early. Oh fuck, o'clock yep. on a Saturday morning. So it's like, all right, everybody come over here. We're going to cipher over here. I might order some pizza. We might, you know, yeah. just sit around and watch a movie. Just, you know, put something in the air real quick. But it's not. Or we'll watch the basketball game. It's it's March Madness. Mm-hmm. We'll all get around and we'll all smoke and watch the basketball game. Or we'll smoke and then after the basketball game goes off, we'll go out to eat. Because then we're fucking hungry as fuck. Mm-hmm. So it just, it really, um definitely just depends you know yeah it, it depends so i can't wait to move out to um smoke in my bed again <laughs> i missed that yeah so <laughs> um we're hell yeah i was i used to love showering mm-hmm. smoking and then going to bed mm-hmm. that that was that's my daily routine eight o'clock my son knows don't fucking talk to me even though he's going to he still knows not to talk to me yeah you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I'll take a romantic bath. Um, I might, you know, roll something and do bubbles, grab a glass of wine, turn on the meditation station, light a candle in the bathroom. Because mm-hmm. I was single for years. And, you know, I start self-love. Mm-hmm. There's no man that's going to do this for me, so I need to do it for myself. And you need to take so those times just... for yourself because it's important. When you Absolutely. When you stop doing that, you start to get even more anxious and then you have more visits with your shrink and yeah, it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm self-medicating here. I am once again. Yeah. So, um, but guys, we've literally almost hit an hour mark. Oh, I- I'm not going to lie to you that this is, um, probably my favorite episode oh. because I was, I was able to do like a round table talk and because you podcast and I podcast, mm-hmm. there was no, dead air yeah it wasn't weird there was no nothing <laughs> it wasn't and like normally I'm doing um interviews with my friends like tell me about this tell me about that but this episode I feel like it was like the, the best it was um the most chilled before we go I do want you to put your plugs in so that when Friday 12 o'clock hits my people are listening to Bad Clients Podcast. So tell them where we can find you at. Um, so you can find it. I'm still waiting on Apple to approve it. So it's on Anchor. It's on Spotify. Google, pick it up. You can also go over to um, wiserva.com. That's my website. And hit podcasts and it will be there as well. And on YouTube under Bad Clients Podcast. So 
um, or Emily Wise is my channel, but yeah. So yeah, you can find it in a lot of places. Um, and I hope you enjoy it because the first episode is not Tish's. Tish, yours is come. I think yours was like the third or fourth, but the first one. Okay. Well, I know you'll keep me posted. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll email you yes. stuff so you can share it. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. Oh my oh, God. Thank you for having, yes. Thank you for having me on yours. Oh, and thank you for returning the favor and being on mine when my guest was MIA. This is the second time I've had a guest say yes and then not show so when you asked me the other day <laughs> it, I still wanted you to be on the show um I was like hell yeah I need you yeah. so it worked out it definitely worked out it was so guys you're awesome <laughs> thank you so guys this was another episode of tea time with Tish I'm so glad you guys have been listening we will talk to you later say bye Emily bye hey everyone thanks for listening to this episode with time with Tish. I wanted to stop by and just let you know um, before you guys hit the pause button or end button should I say that next week I will be on another podcast with another internet buddy Robin. Um, his podcast is called Views from the Carnival. His podcast lets people with mental health issues really get on there and have that platform to advocate and talk about it so i hope you guys head on over to astro one radio to give his show a listen and get acquainted for it before my episode airs next week march 7th so thank you guys i will see you next week on tea time with tish